Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in for a special edition here of Bearcat Rewind. It is April 15th. It is Jackie Robinson Day across Major League Baseball. Of course, no Major League Baseball being played due to the coronavirus, but Major League Baseball still keeping that theme here throughout the day in honoring the late, great Jackie Robinson. He retired his number across Major League Baseball back in 1997, so that number 42 will never be worn again. And and it's always really highlighted the impact that Jackie Robinson had on Major League Baseball, but really it was across sports in general, it was across the United States in general. So today we're catching up with an assistant football coach for Northwest Missouri State, Brandon Clayton. He's the defensive backs coach, special teams coordinator, and recruiting coordinator. Grew up in St. Louis, a baseball town, and we just wanted to catch up with Coach Clayton and talk a little bit about how Jackie Robinson, a guy that made his debut April fifteenth, 1947, still impacted him, an African-American man growing up in St. Louis, so many years later, so we really appreciate Coach Clayton's time here joining us on Bearcat Rewind. We want to remind you that Bearcat Rewind brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And Mosaic Medical Center Maryville, Mosaic provides orthopedics and sports medicine services. For more information, mymosaiclifecare.org slash sports. We caught up with Northwest Missouri State Football Assistant Coach Brandon Clayton to talk about the impact of Jackie Robinson. Northwest Missouri State Football Assistant Coach Brandon Clayton joining us. Brandon, the coach of the defensive back, special teams coordinator, also the recruiting coordinator, taking some time out of his day to chat with us here. And, of course, everything kind of being a little bit out of sync right now with COVID-19, Coach Clayton. So we, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to, to chat with us here. But uh, a little bit different here, talking a little bit of baseball today, actually. Today is April 15th. It's Jackie Robinson Day across Major League Baseball. And, of course, COVID-19 kind of throwing a wrench in things with no actual games today, but MLB still doing their best to, to go out and uh, honor a legend there, um, really not only in baseball but across uh, just American history overall. But you look back, it was 73 years ago today that he broke the color barrier in the MLB and came over from the Negro Leagues and, and played in that first game there for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, it's a bit cross sports since you're a football coach, of course, but uh, I still feel like that is still very meaningful today regardless of what sport you're in or what occupation you're in. Uh, Jackie Robinson, huge in the civil rights movements as a whole overall. Yeah, no doubt. Um, obviously, he was a big influence. You hear about him in baseball. Um, I'm, a, I'm a baseball fan, a Cardinals fan, first and foremost. But um, just kind of growing up when I was a kid and hearing his name and how he was the first African-American um, to play professional baseball in major leagues and kind of break that, that color barrier, um, obviously, as an African-American kid growing up, that that's huge. Um, that's one of the stories you get told. Um, you get to hear and, you know, one of the people you look up to um, and you're thankful for that he was able to do that because a lot of us, not just me, uh, wouldn't be in the positions that we are in now without him having having done that. Well, you mentioned there growing up in St. Louis and, and watching the Cardinals and, and you were a 90s kid growing up too. So uh, whenever you're coming up and you think of the likes of, of whether it was a Willie McGee or an Ozzie Smith or a Brian Jordan there in St. Louis, how does the name Jackie Robinson rank since you mentioned that you hear the stories, but he did play decades before you were even born. Uh, how meaningful was that name as you were growing up, and, and how many times did you hear kind of those stories about what he did for the game and for the country as a whole? A lot. Um, actually, when I was you know, before 1997, um, because I remember being a kid then, obviously, um, when his, his uniform got retired across Major League, and I remember seeing all of the players, and one of my favorite players at the time was King Griffey Jr., and I remember him wearing 42 in the outfield, 
uh, that day. Um, and that's just the kind of a, one of the memories I have that kind of sticks out in my head. But just kind of growing up, um, fortunately, I was taught that even when I was younger, you know, in schools and um, and had a lot of people just, you know, kind of educate me on the people that came before me was really, really helpful um, to kind of shed light and put it in perspective what he kind of went through and accomplished. And obviously there's a lot more if you think about like Hank Aaron and all the things that he went through when he broke one record at the time. Um, you know, that it's, it's a lot that kind of goes into that, that kind of leads up, you know, to where we are today. It really is crazy to think that, you know, we're here in 2020 and, and you really don't think about race whenever it comes to anything, whether it's coaching your occupation, what you're doing. But you think about those guys of Jackie breaking the color barrier and Hank Aaron breaking um, the home run record and, and all these others um, throughout history that they get all these death threats and something like that. It's it's crazy to think of where we are now compared to where this country was just, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago of, of really how far we've come. But still, um, even to this point, there still feels like there's a lot of room still to grow. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, you look at it just across, you know, a lot of avenues. And while I'm appreciative that, you know, I'm here now and I get to, to live in the times that I get to live in and get to do what I get to do without many obstacles at all, um, there's still a ways to go. You know, you know, if you look at things and across professional sports, you look at the NFL and, you know, they're trying to figure out a way to hire more minority coaches, not just African-American, but just minorities in general. If you look at um, college football um, across that and, you know, my, my more minorities becoming more involved just in the coaching aspect because you're looking at the players, you know, and how much of those, the large percentage that are um, African-American. So just kind of trying to balance out some of those numbers a little more. Um, and, of course, there's, there's bigger battles you know, across this country. Um, that people are fighting every day to kind of put put themselves in a great position, and at the end of the day, the best person is going to get the job. Um, but just to be afforded the opportunities and um, the people that have come before us has put us in a great shape. And I think it's you know responsibility of me and a lot of other people that are in a position to continue to fight to kind of see us progress even more into the right direction as far as you know everybody having equal opportunities. You know, we look at sports, and, and I think largely thought of as something trivial, and it should be on the back burner, and you look at a time like now with COVID-19, and you understand that you're trying to keep people safe and everything, but you look at, uh, across American history at least, um, it feels like sports are really much more impactful than that. You think about a guy like Jackie Robinson, much more impactful than that, that uh, if there's not a guy like that coming through in you know, America's pastime, how far are we set back? Or, you know, you go to something like 9-11 and baseball is the first thing we see to kind of bring us back to that point to healing as a country. It feels like sports, while looked at it as trivial in certain circumstances, and it makes sense, really do a lot more to heal this country and pull them forward than, than they not. There's no doubt to that. Um, I remember when I was in high school, when 9-11 hit, um, we were going to that weekend. Um, I went to Hazelwood Central and we were playing our big rival, Hazelwood East. Every other game, I think, in the state was canceled, or in a, probably in the country. I mean, a lot of the college football games, they didn't play that weekend. Um, I can't remember the reason why or, or how it happened, but we were one of the only games in the area playing, and the amount of people that were back for that football game. I mean, it probably one of the biggest crowds that were ever at Hazelwood Central. But I think sports has a way of just kind of unifying people. You know, when you're in a crowd and you're cheering for a specific team, nobody cares about anything else, political or 
views on whatever issue going on in the country at that time, you know, they, they want to get away from that. And I think sports provide that, and sports is a great way to unify people. I think that's one of the greatest things about not just football but all sports is um, when you get into a huddle or you get into a team concept, people are from different walks of life, especially as you rise in a level and you get to high school, college, and especially professional people from different and you have to put away all of those different things that kind of come together for a common goal. Um, and I think that teaches people a lot, you know, as they get done with sports and move out into the world um, and kind of find their own, a different path. So I think, you know, kind of growing up, I think sports are great for that. Um, and I think as you rise throughout the levels, you kind of see it more and more as far as coming together, people from different backgrounds working together um, and that's something I think people that don't play sports kind of miss out on at times. But um, obviously, there's been a lot of successful people that didn't play sports either. And you're right. That's one of the things that you love too. Is some of those stories that with someone coming from a background that you know nothing about, but you learn so much more about them and and uh, a lot more about uh, the world around you just by sports and watching their story and, and these athletes and coaches as they come up. And you mentioned Ken Griffey Jr. a little bit earlier. Are there any other athletes and or role models you kind of remember back growing up that were really impactful? Not only you know you think about what Jackie Robinson did in the civil rights movement, someone that was important for our country's history, but uh, maybe just someone for you. Um, as a defensive back growing up that you really kind of hung your hat on? Oh, uh, there's plenty. Um, you know, athletes, I remember if you're thinking about when I was a kid, like I said, I was a baseball fan, Roberto Clemente, I did a project on him. Um, he was another one, I mean, from the philanthropy standpoint, um, and how he, you know, ended up leaving us, you know, was, was a great um, life lesson for me um, and a great role model, you know, to kind of go. But, um as far as just football in particular, um, huge college football plan. So somebody like when I was growing up, Ward Dunn, I was a huge fan of him um, playing at Florida State and then going on to the NFL. Um, and he actually has done a lot of great things. I know he had a program where he would give um, homes away. Um, I think it started off one per year to a, to a single mom um, because he lost his mom. His mom was a police officer. When he was growing up in Louisiana, she was um, shot and killed, unfortunately, while he was young. Um, and he was kind of the oldest one left to take care of the rest of his siblings. I can't remember how many he had. Um, so now he's got a project, and it's really grown. I think he's partnered with the NFL where you know, he kind of goes around and gives away homes to a lot of single moms throughout um, probably the country now, but I know particularly in his area. Um, so that there's one that I've kind of always followed. Um, I've always been a fan of Champ Bailey. Uh, that was what Charles Woodson, you know, those DBs, uh, Edward, other ones, kind of all those guys when I was in high school and really started to fall in love with football are guys that, you know, I watched and loved every, every Saturday or Sunday when you turned on the game. We're talking with Brandon Clayton, a Northwest Missouri State football assistant coach here. And Brandon, a native of St. Louis, as you mentioned before, uh, now the recruiting coordinator for the Bearcats. Whenever you go to a place like your hometown of St. Louis, um, whenever you're bringing someone back to Maryville and, you, and you're recruiting them, um, what's the draw, what's that transition like, especially from someone from your perspective? And You grew up an African-American man in St. Louis and you come to Maryville. That's not the most diverse town of the world, but a little bit more once you get on the campus. What's that transition like whenever you're talking to recruits, and, and who really helped you come into Northwest Missouri State, feel at home that you'd want to come back? Um, I think one of the things that really is a selling point, you know, for me, from my perspective, if I look back on the experience that I had here, one thing that 
you know, because it is hard a little bit to kind of wrap your head around living leaving St. Louis, bigger city, plenty of things to do, a completely different environment, and then when they take you and they drop you off in Maryville, Missouri. Um, school year, you can probably get through fine, but especially when, as our football team spends summers here, there's not, there's not a whole lot to do but hang out, um, work out, um, get better at football, find jobs, and it kind of transitions you. But the one thing that I always push kids to, to kind of learn is how to adapt to different environments. You know, and to be around people, once again, going back to that football thing um, or sports in general, people from different environments, you know, how are you going to adapt when you walk into a classroom um, and you're one of the only people in that classroom that looks like you? Well, you could be in that same setting in the business world one day. How are you going to respond? How are you going to take that lesson? And I think that's one of the things that, you know, you can kind of use, um in terms of perspective to look at it to help better yourself for down the line. Um, and that's one thing that I think I've really benefited from is, you know, being able to go back out now in the recruiting world and, and look at people and relate to people from different backgrounds, um, coming from different areas, whether it be in Iowa, whether it be in St. Louis in the city, whether it be in Nebraska, down in Florida, Chicago, you know, you're going to meet people from that are just different from all over and be able to relate to them, talk to them, communicate with them, um, and let them know that, you know, if they send their kid to Northwest, you're going to have their best interests at heart at the end of the day. Could you have imagined 15 years ago that you'd be making Maryville your home? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, it's crazy to think about it now. You know, I'm when I was 18 years old and I left there, and I've basically been in Maryville outside of four years since 2003. You know, and here it is, 2020. So I guess that puts it, you know, right around... 15 years or so close to it Uh, i'm not a math guy but you know that's almost half my life now has been spent in maryville missouri so i never would have guessed that when i left well we're we're glad you did we we love having you here on the northwest missouri state uh, coaching staff brandon we really appreciate your time talking with us here on jackie robinson day and uh and continuing to uh mold football players here at northwest missouri state all right thank you i appreciate your time everybody have a good day Thanks once again to Brandon Clayton, Northwest Missouri State football assistant coach, for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind April 15th. It is Jackie Robinson Day across Major League Baseball, and despite no games being played, still honoring the late, great Jackie Robinson here on April 15th. And you think back 73 years ago when he broke that color barrier to break into Major League Baseball, and that is still a meaningful example today as it was back then. So once again, we appreciate Coach Clayton joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. This is the first time you're tuning in to Bearcat Rewind. Check out some of our previous podcasts, including one with Kelly Nelson, the former Northwest Missouri State women's basketball player. Head football coach Rich Wright was on with us just last week, and we also had Austin Meyer, Northwest Missouri State women's basketball coach, on with us just a couple days ago talking about COVID-19 and his experiences with it as he just tested negative for that. So he is over the virus. So good to hear that for Coach Meyer. Check out those podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.